And now, it's time for the Tech EU Drive at 5 with Robin Bouters and Dan Taylor. Let's do this. Well, I'm going right to off. interrupt you in a minute. Well, uh, do it again. But, uh, well, all right, all right, all right. You have found it. This is the Tech EU Drive at 5. I am your host, Dan Taylor, and we are the droids you're looking for. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is episode 14 and I am joined by the very, very good-sounding Robins. I can't say Robins underwater anymore because you're no longer underwater. You got the pro mic, the pro headphones. You look good. I Man, know. Can, what's can going you, on Can you here? actually pronounce my name? Try it. Robin Wouters. Mm, that sounds Finnish. It's Robin Wouters. Robin Wouters. Yeah, Did I do this intro right. again? No way. <laughs> it's the best okay. intro we've ever done. Oh, Christ. Okay. This is it, man. Well, well, this is the best intro we've ever done. Well, it's all downhill from here, folks. And speaking of downhill, what a week it has been. Robbins told me not to mention the coins of bit uh, too much uh, because it's it's not really a European story. But hey, come on. Let, let's be honest. It's a global story. You can't swing a dead cat this week and not hear about Binance FTX and the crypto crash. Incidentally, Robin, before I get any hate mail, do you know where the term swinging a dead cat comes from? I have no idea, but I don't think I want to know. It it has nothing to do with a feline. It has to do with corporal punishment in the British Navy. And that oh, is referring a cat, to a like cat of whip. nine tails. Yes. The cat of nine tails. Yeah. yeah how about that? that? Makes sense. Right. So uh, it looks like crypto got flogged with nine tails this week. He's making a face at me. Do we need to go into it? I mean, it's hard yeah. not to. Crypto is, yeah, it's it's bad. Very, very bad. And also, it doesn't look too great over at uh, Menlo Park. Uh, Mark lost a bunch of money and laid off a third of the town. Um, but uh, coincidentally, an item that caught my eye this week, on the same day, same day that this Binance FTX thing starts shaking out, uh, London-based Ramp announces a raise of $70 million, which, incidentally, according to my research, is one of the largest funding rounds for a Polish company ever, which is pretty cool. And what Ramp does is they provide clients like crypto wallets, NFT marketplaces, gaming companies, etc., 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 the ability to embed crypto payments infrastructure into their systems. Uh, and including this round, Ra- Ramp has raised just shy of $123 million in 12 months alone so yeah the price of crypto might be in the in the uh basement buy now hodl buy now and hodl do you know what i kind of wonder if this deal was closed a couple weeks ago Mm. and they picked you know a Mm. a random date to announce it not knowing that this week was going to be well that's that's why i said with incredible timing yeesh yeesh but speaking of meta uh, you know, it's not been a great week for Meta, but what uh, what have you got, Robin? Meta acquired somebody. Yeah, it's not been a great year for Meta, I would say. No, no, it, um, it hasn't. But yeah, I mean, I mean, with all the bad news, the layoffs and losing money and market share dropping, um, they're still heavily invested in the metaverse, right? So they're still very much said like we're going to continue to invest in growth there, uh, and it shows. So the, one of the companies they acquired uh, quite recently is a company called Audio Analytic. They're a Cambridge-based uh, deep tech company uh, developing sound recognition software, uh, AI-driven uh, sound recognition software, which is very 
comes in very handy if you're the kind of company that wants to make metaverse or virtual worlds mm. uh, a thing for the masses, right? Because sound yeah. is such a crucial part of uh, the experience when you enter any virtual world, whether it's for business or consumers. Um, so this company, it's a small company, obviously. They've raised, I, I think, about $25 million uh, mm. in funding. So it wasn't yeah. a huge acquisition, uh, but I think it's going to come in very handy for the, what do they call it, reality research lab at, at Meta? Uh -huh. I don't know what it's called. Mm -hmm. Is it reality research lab? Sure, the reality uh, research lab. New yeah. new feature update: legs, legs, ears. <laughs> What's next, Robin? How about uh, how about next? What do you got with next? next? Oh, next. remember mate.com? I think we talked about this in the previous podcast. But mate.com had about I don't know close to eight hundred million pound valuation uh, when it floated. This is a mm -hmm. year and a half ago, and they were just acquired for three point four million pounds. Uh, so that's it's incredibly bad news. It's also incredibly good news because they could have just gone bankrupt and zip and gone out the window. Yeah. But at the very least, the scraps were picked up by someone. Uh, yeah. So next uh, acquired only like the brand, some IP, the domain names. So close to nothing uh, for close to nothing. Uh, but at the very least, uh, it means that Mate.com as a brand uh, will yeah. continue to live yeah. on, even, even if the company doesn't. Yeah. Do you, do you know who next is? I don't really. Yeah, see? <laughs> I thought so. Outside of the UK, I don't think anybody knows what Next or who Next is. Next is Lighten a... Us. Well, they're they're like a... How do I put it? They're like a clothing and furniture goods store. I mean, they used to have brick and mortar. I mean, they probably still do somewhere. There's probably one left. Uh, but it's like a... I don't know. It's like, uh, to the Americans listening, it's like a Sears or a J.C. Penney. I don't know what you had here in Europe, but it was like a, a kind of all things uh, shop. And uh, yeah, so I guess uh, that is, the, they do sell furniture. Uh, I don't think I've ever purchased furniture from Next, but it is it is, uh, it is on brand. It's, it's, it's stylish furniture, so it falls in line. Yeah. It makes total sense, right? Because maybe they just bought like the showrooms, the stores, the physical stores. And the mm. name made.com is generic enough to sort of serve for, for multiple yeah. purposes. So it does make a bit of sense. I was having a conversation with some friends earlier this week, and I said, well, I think the most valuable thing about made.com right now is the URL. <laughs> it could be, could be true. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. Uh, well, one that I, this, this, I mean, you know me in deep tech, Robin. So this, this one got me, uh, got my, my juices flowing. This was a company uh, coming out of, I believe, Oslo. I think it's Oslo. Oh, boy, I'm going to get smacked if, I, if it's not. Uh, it's, it's Oslo or Stockholm. One of those. Uh, no, it's Oslo. It's Oslo. It's called Enode, and they are a 2021 Y Combinator alum. Uh, raised 15 million. Not not a huge deal, but it's a Series A. It was led by Cranandum, and uh, notably Chris Saka, who has backed the company since seed stage. His fund, Lower Carbon Capital, was also uh, participating, as did Box Group, My Climate Journey, Journey, and Skyfall Ventures. Now, the easiest way to understand Enode, I think, from everything that I read and researched and talked to and, and, and wrote about, is that they are Plaid for energy, right? So just as Plaid allows everything and anything to be connected in the open banking universe, Enode is doing the same thing for energy products. So that's, you know, your electric car, your thermostat, your solar inverter. And uh, the problem they're trying to solve is as more consumers are wising up to the benefits of non-traditional energy sources, which we are going to run out of, uh, these, these energy companies are realizing that their traditional methods really aren't going to cut it anymore. But the problem is 
developing new solutions to meet these customer demands is both costly and uh, more of a challenge than meets the eye. So Enode is an API that basically plugs into any and everything. Uh, I think they have about 400 products right now that they can seamlessly just plug right into. And that allows these energy companies to offer uh, their services in, in, in one package, you know, because I don't, I don't know about you, Rob. Do you have a smart home? Do you have some smart devices? I don't. I used to have this thing called Swappy, where it would like measure your electricity output. Mm. But I mm. didn't really look at it in the end. So, <laughs> yeah, I've got a I've got a bunch of Hey Google things around. I've got uh, some some LEDs all over the place. And I'll tell you what, trying to get those all funneled into one app like Google it is an absolute nightmare. So, on a grand scale, that's what Enode is doing is is putting everything all together so you have one app, one bill, one, and you can really look at it up and down. I, and uh, I think that's pretty cool. So does Chris Saka. So, yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds sounds pretty cool. Uh, I'm going to keep an eye on that company. Where are they based again? Copenhagen or Helsinki? <laughs> I think it's uh, Moscow, actually. <laughs> yeah. Moscow, yeah. 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 So, somewhere where it gets cold. Oslo. 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 There you go. Yeah. What do you got, Robin? I uh, some One thing that caught my attention was this company called Sarbacane, Sarbacane, so they're French. Um, Maybe. They're based in Lille. They raised $110 million in funding. And when I saw that announcement, I got frustrated. You know why? It's because no. I didn't know the company. Which, ah. you know, when a company in Europe raises more than $100 million, I don't know the company, I get frustrated. So the reason I didn't know them is because they're, they're a relatively old company. They're not a startup at all. They were founded more than two decades ago. Uh, they've been sort of developing marketing technology, email marketing, SMS marketing tools over the years. They acquired a company called Mailified and they acquired their German competitor, Rapid Mail. And uh, so it's sort of slowly growing into uh, a very, very handy platform for a lot of SMEs to use digital marketing um, tools in one place. Uh, and now they're finally sort of, you know, coming out of the dark into the light, um, changing their name to Positive Group, which I think puts a smile on all the faces. Um, but they've raised $110 million in funding to boost their growth. Uh, they've made another acquisition uh, in their local uh, ecosystem in Lille, in France. Uh, so, yeah, it's definitely a company, even though they're already 20 years old, uh, to keep an eye on because they might get a bit more acquisitive uh, thanks to the funding. Yeah, well, I mean, 20-year-old companies, I'm the old man here, so I, I should have known it. Sarbacan is no longer Sarbacan. They are now the positive group. The positive group. Mais, uh, group, mais oui, mais oui. What about, um, what's with EQT? EQT, for those who don't know, is a very, very large private capital provider. Uh, EQT is actually a really, really big private equity house, but they also have this thing called EQT Ventures, which is their venture capital arm, of course. Uh, and they've, they're based in Stockholm, they're headquartered in Stockholm, they have offices all over the place, uh, but they just announced the final close of their third fund at 1.1 billion euros. Uh, that's quite a lot of dry power uh, to be added to the European tech ecosystem. Um, and I think they, they're up to 2.3 billion uh, in funds in total uh, across uh, the commitment since they launched in 2016. So that's not a bad track record in six years, I would say. Hey, what's a couple billion between friends? And and just, just to clarify, Robin, is that fire powder or dry fire powder? Did I say dry powder? You said dry, dry oh. power. Dry power. Oh, dry powder. Dur. My apologies. Dur. Well, look, uh, you know, you know, Jay... One that really caught my eye 
this, uh, what was it, Monday, I think, there's a Parisian startup, another Y Combinator, a 2020 cohort member. Oh, yeah, that, that, that one would catch, right? You knew it. You knew it. You knew I was all over this story. Raised $19 million, and this, uh, this company startup called Photo Room. Uh, Dear photographers, let me help you transition, because I'm still doing it with the help of Robin Wolters. Is that right? How's that? It's good enough. Entrepreneur. How's that for old school? Entrepreneur. Uh, For those of you that don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to the very, very, very old episodes. Uh, But Photo Room is putting the final nail in the coffin. I would say that e-commerce photography was the one of the last. There's basically, for working photographers, there's e-commerce and real estate. That's the only thing they got left. Matterport is destroying the real estate thing very quickly. And... Gotta be honest with you, Robin. I I, I took a photo room for a spin myself. It's pretty good. It's I pretty mean, good. it's it's pretty good. It's fast. It's good. Uh, they've got some cool stuff. Background removal, black background blur, magic, magic air quotes, magic retouching. I didn't get into that. Uh, AI generator background. Uh, and uh, backing them is Balderton leading the round, and, and some angel investors from Facebook. Hugging Face and Disney Plus. Now, whether those angel investors from Facebook might want their money back uh, <laughs> soon, I don't know. But uh, I got to say, you know what? In the words of James Clark, uh, it looks good. Good luck to them. Uh, dear photographers, again, call me. I will help you. <laughs> well, actually, I, I, I only saw the teaser product video. It looked amazing. I'm very it's happy good. that you actually tested it out because sometimes these videos are a little bit for demo purposes. Uh, but I have it on my list to try it out because that's the sort of tool that even non-professional photographers can use in their day-to-day lives, myself included, I would hey, say. Hey, what, what, what I did in Photo Room in one click uh, three years ago would have taken me half an hour. Wow. How much yeah. does it cost? Uh, I don't know. There's a free. Uh, I don't know. There's a free version. <laughs> I might. Oh. I might pony up at some point. But there's a free version that'll do uh, a whole lot for you. So yeah, if if nice. you're if you're selling anything, if you want to remove some backgrounds and make some funny gifs of your boss who uh, recently celebrated his birthday, Photo Room is the place you want to go. Robin, back to you. That's an app that's going to land on my phone very, very, very <laughs> uh, shortly, I would say. Um, lots of news also on the government policy um, EU versus big tech front. I don't want to talk about it in too much detail, uh, but I'll give you a rundown. Just this week, uh, Microsoft faces a new antitrust complaint over its cloud computing practices. Um, some trade group backed by Amazon, by mm. the way. Mm. Um, sent a statement of objections uh, this week. So Microsoft's in the crosshairs again. Uh, Meanwhile, the European Commission published a new regulation to streamline the rental platform's operations and especially their data sharing practices. So that's targeting Airbnb, Booking.com, Expedia, and the likes. Uh, Then we had the antitrust regulators in the EU. They're very active these days. uh, Drawing charges up against... Facebook parent Meta. More bad news for Meta. Mm. Um, this time over its use of customer data and the tying of its classified ads to its social network, the main product. So, But, but isn't that how Facebook works? I know, right? But there's <laughs> supposed to be two separate products and you can't. Uh-huh. Uh, 
favor okay. one over the other. Anyway, okay. uh, meanwhile, the European Commission, more bad news from Microsoft. They're conducting an in-depth investigation into its $69 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Uh, so more bad news from Microsoft on that front. And then finally, some good news. Just kidding. It's bad news. <laughs> Germany, uh, they blocked another acquisition. Maybe that's actually not a bad thing. Uh, they blocked a Chinese acquisition of a domestic semiconductor company, which in, in light of recent events is not uh, abnormal at all. Uh, but it's still notable. Robin, Activision Blizzard. Blizzard? Blizzard? Did you ever Blizzards. play World of Warcraft? Never. Really? Ever. Oh, man. I'm not, I'm not much of a gamer. You know that. Okay. All right. Well, well, yeah. I, I, I might have had a few level 80s. And uh, not exactly related, but I did see something. Regarding China, I did see something in the wind this week that uh, Apple is going to limit the airdrop feature. Did you hear about this? So basically, the the protesters, the spreaders of, again, air quotes, truth, depending on how you look at it, uh, were spreading information uh, in Hong Kong uh, about what the Chinese government, what Beijing is doing, and they were using airdrop. So they would get on subways and just blast it to people. Uh, so Apple said, yeah, OK, we'll we'll limit that uh, available and open to everybody for 10 minutes. I know that has nothing to do with the EU, but I have a connection to Hong Kong. So it uh, it, it just uh, kind of caught my attention as, boy, the, the kids these days, man, they, they they're they're so creative. The kids, the, the kids, kids, kids these days. Well, Robin, I think we're uh, Jesus. We're over the mark. We're getting close to the end of the show. I know you've got one more thing. Yes. And it's not. Elon Musk Twitter related at all, ah. which I think is, is kind of a kind of a good thing. We talked about FTX, Binance. We talked about Meta, all the bad stuff, but we didn't even touch on Twitter and Elon Musk, and we're not going to either. Do we still have the blue gray check? Uh, we do, but it's not official or whatever it's called. Do we have to pay for it? And now? by the way, it's it's it might be different in one hour and then different yeah, again right. in two hours. Right. right. Who knows? Let's not talk about that. My one more thing is. The Spanish Parliament, they have approved, given the green light, said, yes, let's go to a very new startup law. Um, it's been in the works for 16 months, so it's not much of a secret, but they're finally voted for it and it's going to be implemented starting in January 2023. Uh, so that's uh, the startups law. It sh should serve as an example for a lot of other EU member countries, uh, member states, sorry. Uh, to look at because it's really, really progressive. Uh, it brings like, a shit ton of tax benefits and other perks, um, not only to entrepreneurs who want to move to Spain uh, for the obvious reasons for the climate and the, the lifestyle and the food um, and build their companies there, but also for just remote workers working for other companies, digital nomads who just want to spend some time in Spain. Uh, I don't want to give you a full rundown of sort of what's in it, but but it's quite quite good. I mean, bring the tax down for most of from 25 to 20 percent. Um, it gives uh, digital nomads sort of a one year um, to stay and work in Spain as they please, and and they get it renewed uh, in another status. So, so it's quite quite uh, useful to have a look at that. Um, nice. the way it should be done, in my humble yeah, opinion. Yeah, nice. Well, I mean, I think that's interesting considering that uh, Portugal is is also talking about closing down the golden visa program. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, well, not not exactly along the same lines because that golden visa does come with a golden price tag attached to it. Uh, but, Robin, are you uh, just uh, want my one more thing then? I'm just going to add to that. Are you familiar with the DAFT, the Dutch-American Friendship Treaty? I do not. Aha. So for all the American listeners, because I know you are our biggest. Do you know that our, most of our listeners come from the U.S.? 
true. No, I didn't. Yeah, I check the stats every week. And so now you tell me, hi, Americans. I, <laughs> love you. So, how about those midterms? Ayo, moving on. The Dutch-American Friendship Treaty uh, is uh, an act that was signed by, I'm going to say, Eisenhower back in the 1950s or so. Um, but as an American, you can basically show up on a Dutch doorstep with a reasonable business plan, four grand in your pocket, put it in a bank account, and you get a one-year visa. That's pretty cool. No joke. I know. So that's a pro tip from Dan Taylor to you. Robin, do you have anything else to add? I do not. But thank you so much for listening. It's a real pleasure recording these things. Uh, but I'm really, really happy that it's also resonating with a little of listeners out there. So thank you. Well, there you have it, folks. On behalf of Robin Voters, thank you very much. My name is Dan Taylor. Yours is not. This has been The Drive at Five. From Robin and myself, have a great weekend. We are out of here. Do you hear the horsiness? <laughs> ah. It's good. It's good, though. Froggy. Very froggy.